been 28 days since we heard the wind music. The Coyotes drop their 10th straight game this one to the Edmonton Oilers thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes post game show don't forget to hit that like button subscribe wherever you get your podcasts leave us a five-star review I'm Leah here with PD Danielle's behind the scenes Craig back at mullet calling in shortly PD your initial thoughts on this one you know what I, I thought there were some really good things in this one early uh, I thought I thought the second period was one of the best periods they've played in a long time. I said, "Wow, these lines are buzzing." I said, "This this line they put together with Keller, uh, Keller Cooley, and Gunther." I said, "Wow, look at this exciting offensive hockey!" And then they blew it in the third period again, and they lost again, and they defended poorly again, and they took too many penalties again. The same, same. We could just, just, just choose just choose any post game show from the last ten. Yeah. And that's it. They okay, literally yeah. just couldn't sustain it. Like there, there were some really good moments in this hockey game. And I thought offensively, there were some really good moments. And I thought several of the lines looked good tonight. And I thought there were, I really, really thought this was going to happen. And I'll say this, the oil, Wiley's going to pipe in a lot today because Wiley's pissed too. But through 40 minutes of this one, I don't think we saw the best from the Edmonton Oilers either. I, I, I thought they had a good jump to start the first five minutes, and then they kind of disappeared for 25 minutes, and the Coyotes took over. The third period, they ramped it up. They're like, okay, we're, we're not going to lose here. This, this is a team that is that is expected to be in the playoffs now, and they have a high-end talent. So kind of what you expected down the stretch, and they were just too much for the Coyotes. Yeah. Well, listen, I'll take like a, a team not being great against the Coyotes for the Coyotes to have a good period or have the potential to even win a game. Um, and, you know, that second period was really strong. It was one of the stronger periods we saw. The performance yesterday against the Avs, you thought, okay, the effort's there. And then you saw that again today and you thought, maybe, just maybe, it'll be enough to get the win. And then the floodgates open in the third period because – they Oilers score on a delayed pen, penalty. Evander Kane scores. They score again 26 seconds later. They score a minute 37 later. And at that point, there's there's no hope. Like if if it if it was just the Evander Kane goal and then it was tied, or even the one 26 seconds later and they're only down by one, fine. You could potentially even tie it to get to overtime to get the extra point to have the moral victory of getting a point in this terrible stretch, but just giving up so many goals in such a short time. You saw Bear call a timeout. Normally when timeouts are called, it's one of the assistant coaches talking to the players. Bear talked directly to the players. You know, obviously I don't know what was said, but probably something like <laughs> settle down <laughs> here and just. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's funny because it, it's, I, I feel bad for Matt Villalta. I, I, I do. I, I thought he was kind of hung out to dry a kid that's, playing his first start, his first NHL start today. And you kind of, I've been in those rooms where they, they put out a guy for the first time, especially a young kid that, that just kind of got thrown into this due to an injury. And and you know what? The team rallies behind it and they go, Hey, let's, let's go out and, and block shots. Let's get in shooting lanes. Let's really make a good effort inside the blue lines and let's help this kid out. You know, he's nervous. It's McDavid and dry. So they had no morning skate today. Throw him out there. After flying back from Colorado yesterday. Yeah, it, it, it was really, really tough. So I felt bad for him. And, and you look at what happened in that in that third period and the goals that were scored there. Mm, again, it's the same thing. We talk about being under stick. And I want to make sure everybody understands what that means. 
Two of those goals go in off tips by Edmonton Oilers players. And the Coyotes are not doing a good job of getting under stick. Well, that means if you're watching on YouTube, if this is the Edmonton Oilers stick, this is the Coyotes defenseman stick, and they get under their stick, which lifts the stick up and not allow that player to tip and get a shot on the goaltender. Zach Hyman, watch what Dumba does. Dumba starts to go towards the shot. His job is to take Zach Hyman out of the blue paint, control his stick. That's his job. But he goes out, gets he gets distracted by the puck, and he starts to drift out to the defense that's taking the shot. It doesn't get in the shooting lane, doesn't deflect the shot, doesn't take Hyman, does nothing. So you put Volalta out. You put them in a tough spot, and the shots they were giving up in the slot area, and I, the, 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 there were three tips. They're they're just not defending the blue paint. So I felt bad for them. I, I, I it's not going to end. I mean, if people are sitting there going, "Oh, this is this is going to," it's not getting better. Like this defensive zone has been like this for three years. It's not changing. Like this is it. So you better outscore them. So you, you're going to be looking for six five wins. Until this thing gets cleaned up, you better outscore them, or you better have elite goaltending. Exactly, one or the other. Because you watch how much we run around, and I'll put in. I texted you guys on this one. We were watching in the third period, and poor Josh Brown. Josh Brown is chasing Leon Dreisaitl around the defensive zone, buddy. Do you know that's a mismatch? Josh Brown chasing Leon Dreisaitl. Who's winning that race as they skate all over the ice in the defensive zone? Well, Leon Dreisaitl is going to win that race, and he does. And he gets on the offensive side, and Brown's lagging behind to get himself in a deep, poor defensive position, and that's where they score the Kingle. It, it's it's mind-boggling to me how this defense climbs like that. Stay in front of the goddamn net. Just stay there. Brown literally just has to stop. Dreisaitl wants to skate? Let him skate. Let him go. Like, don't chase him. Because when you chase a faster player, they take you up to the blue line, and then they turn around and come back. And guess where you are? You're at the blue line. And that's what happens to the team every day. I mean, I don't know why they don't stop it. I don't get why it just doesn't – like, somebody doesn't go, hmm, you know what? We're getting caught at the blue line an awful lot. We should probably fix that. I, I don't understand it. Like, they, Leah, how many times in the last three games have we seen it? Just stop. Everybody just stop at the blue. Just stand there. They would be better off standing in the crease than they would doing what they're doing. They would be. They would. Honestly, God, they would be. Well, just stand there. Ogie said, how about simplifying the defense zone system? The system is too complicated for the You know how you can tell that, Ogie? You know how you can tell when, when a defensive system is complicated and the guys know it too? When there's this. When there's pointing. When there's pointing all over and guys doing this, they don't know where the hell they're supposed to be. I'm just telling you, I don't know their system. I don't know it. I'm not involved in it. I'm not a part of it. But when you see guys looking like this and pointing, oh, you, you know what the hell you're doing. And you can't by game, I don't know what this is, game 54, you can't guess. By game 54, you better know where the hell you're supposed to be. Like it's 54 games into the 55. season. 55. Okay, 55. You should know where you're going. Like there shouldn't be this mass chaos and confusion. And the one thing when you have a system and you know the rules of that system, it doesn't matter if you shuffle the lines. It doesn't matter if I'm playing with Cooley and Keller or if I'm playing with O'Brien and Kerfoot. This is the system. If I'm the right wing in that system, that's where I'm supposed to be. I, so I can't blame the line matches on the defensive zone chaos. I just can't. I, I, I don't know what else to say. It's not. I, I'm, I beat my head against the wall. I don't work there. I have nothing to do with this. I'm just tired of saying it, and I would hope that someday somebody listens, but they don't. Oh, 
Okay, well, let's take a look at the numbers in this one presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes. Shots on goal were actually relatively even Even in the end. Oilers had 26, the Coyotes had 25. Both teams, one for two on the power play. Face-offs, pretty even. Shot attempts, 65 for the Coyotes, 52 for the Oilers. If you cover up the, the score there at the top, it looks like a pretty even game statistically, PD. But obviously, there were some mistakes on the ice. And, and you know, with Matt Villalta being his first NHL start, just uh, tough. Yeah, the one number that I will dive deeper into is just one, because I'm glad they got a power play goal. That's really good for the team. And they and they really did hold Edmonton to just power play. So when I said they took too many penalties, I might have been just a little, a little, I don't know what, what, what exaggeration. Are we exaggerating? I'm getting fired up. And it's, what, it's at midnight? No, it's 440. <laughs> I know, Craig. Sorry, Craig. Um, the one number there that you want to look at is, remember last night or yesterday afternoon when they played Colorado and they had three missed shots only in the first period? They were uh, 16 attempts, 13 on net or something like that. It was a much better performance than they had the game before. Well, tonight they got back to their missed shots. They had 20 missed shots in this game again tonight um, that missed the net completely. And, and I know it's frustrating. And I... I, I know that shot volume is a thing. Getting attempts is great, but you really have to you really have to focus on hitting the net because this is a team that doesn't generate enough offense. They don't get enough opportunities from really good scoring areas. So when you get those opportunities, you have to be able to get shots on net. And I think it's really important that you do that. And you you saw Nick Bukestead tonight, and Nick Bukestead tonight he got two shots on net. And by the way, that first one. That first one, he's not picking corners. He put that in the middle of the net. So it's so important to just get shots on net. And that's where it was. The one stat to me that was frustrating was the amount of missed shots. Kira said, I know PD's fired up, but I'd like to let him know that I'm driving home and my gas light came on. No. Who said that? Kira in the chat. Kira, buddy. See, like you just raised my anxiety another notch. What day of the week is it? It's, it's it Monday. Like it's Monday, but it feels like a Sunday. And that's even worse if you do it on a, on a Sunday. Like, Kira. <laughs> that, but you know where you can go. I know. It's coming yeah. up. We'll tell you when uh, um, Not to pile on, but another thing sure. we saw today was the Coyotes allowing goals in the first five minutes and the first ten minutes. Oilers capitalize on the power play two minutes and 12 seconds in again, poor Valalta facing it's his first NHL start. The Oilers go on a power play two minutes into the game. And then you have Leon Dreisaitl, uh scoring a goal on you. So that's, that's a tough to face, but it just feels like at this point you can take out your bet MGM app and bet goal in the first 10 minutes and the other team to score first, because it just seems to happen again and again. And there are stats to prove it, Danielle. If we can take a look at the chart, this is courtesy of NHL Stats, and we actually had to edit the chart. <laughs> like, I like the editing. That's this was wild. coming into the night. The Arizona Coyotes lead the league this season in goals allowed in the opening 10 minutes with 34. The next highest is 30 with the Buffalo Sabres. The next team is also 30. The Chicago Blackhawks. What do all three of those teams have in common? They're currently in the lottery mix right now. So tough, tough place to be. Not the top, not the chart you want to be on top of PD. Yeah, it's really hard. And, and, and I, I'm going to temper some of these comments I've made. And I know I'm frustrated and, and I watch these things, but the truth is the Edmonton Oilers are better than the Arizona Coyotes. They are. They got Stuart, Stuart Skinner. And I know we tease him a lot, but he was a Calder candidate last year. Matt Villalta's playing in his first game in the NHL and he has a power play against one of the best power plays. And Tyson Nash had it. 
not in the NHL, in in the history of the game. Like that's how good this power play is. And you ha- you throw him into the Wolves two minutes into the game, it just isn't fair. And and you know. Sometimes you have to say, this is what this team is now. And unfortunately, the trade, line, trade deadline's coming. They're going to get worse. And we're just going to have to, as a group, we've got to muscle through this for the next 27 games because this is it. And there's going to be some pack therapy and there's going to be some frustrations. What you would want to see now, though, and we talked about the culture and you talked about rules and you talked about systems. You want to see positive strides in people learning things that can help them in the years to come. And I think you're going to see a lot of more ice time. And I, the young line was great today. I, I really, really liked Cooley, Gunther, and Keller. Yes. I thought Keller had a new jump in his step today. I thought he had a little bit. He's one guy that's always wanted to play with Schmaltz. He, he, he said it publicly. I like playing with Nick Schmaltz. So I thought it was difficult when you take Schmaltz off his line. So you throw him with Gunther and Cooley, and all of a sudden he goes, oh, there are other guys on this team that can get me the puck and that can skate hard and can play and make plays. So I, I think he had a little jump in his steps, and I, I really like that line. I'd like to see that line stick so those two young guys can continue to grow forward. I do want to see fewer mistakes um, for the last 27 games. I, I, I'm not even concerned about wins and losses. I really am not. And, and the losses don't matter now. You're looking at Tankathon 2024. It's fine. But you want to see them clean up these mistakes. That's where the frustration level comes in. You've, you, Lee, you've heard me talk a lot about teams that are undermanned. And, and when you're in the coaches room, when you, you're coaching a team that's undermanned, you have to find the little ways to win and the little positives to come from. And they just have to stop making these mistakes. And, and I think if they can do that and play mistake-free hockey and lose 4-2, I'm going to be okay with that because I know that their roster is one of the the, the lesser talented and, and honestly, one of the cheapest rosters in hockey. Like, let's face it, that this is a low salaried team. So it's okay for that. But let, let's start building on some things that they can use next season so that when they're a little bit better next year, now we've, hey, we've defended better. We've blocked shots more. Um, we haven't turned the puck over as much. We're not taking as many penalties. Those little things carry on so that you can get better a year from now. And I, and I hope that's where we go for the next 27 games. Yeah, even PD, if in this game, like they come out of the second, they go into the third, let's just say this, the third was very much like the second and then Edmonton, you know, scores one and then it ends up being a 4-3 Edmonton win. Right. I think the the tone of this post-game show would be a lot different than it is right now. It was just the... Agreed. Utter, complete collapse in the third period, which is, again, something we've seen and it's funny because in the intermission Clayton Keller talked to Todd Walsh and you know went over the goal and the assist and he said you know we just in the third period we just have to play like we're behind and he said that and I said no they shouldn't because the Coyotes do not play well from behind and look what happened so it was funny because it was just you know he just said it I'm sure he wasn't really even thinking it was just very hockey terminology, but I thought, oh no, because the Coyotes don't really play great from behind, and we saw that firsthand um, tonight, which is funny, but... I want to do. I want to highlight some of the positives because there were a few, uh, absolutely, and let's start with the Minnesota man crush himself, PD, Nick Bukestad. What a performance. He seems to perform well against his old teams. If you recall earlier in the season, he had a hat trick against the Minnesota Wilds. Nick Bukestad was a member of the Edmonton Oilers after the trade deadline last season. He scores not one, but two goals tonight, his 11th and 12th of the season. He hadn't had a point, or he hadn't had a goal since January 22nd, which is also the last time the Coyotes won a game, and he only had one point in his last 13 games, so... 
I know Craig's going to talk more about Bugie when he joins a little later, but what a what a day for him, Petey. Yeah, it was interesting because not only the points, and I thought he did outstanding at that, but you look at he led all players on both teams in shots on goal with four. And, and that's saying something when you're playing against a dry side, McDavid and Kane and guys that, that get a lot of high volume shots at the net. So for him to lead every player on the ice today, that, that speaks volumes of what he's trying to do to help pull this team out of this. And, and I know when Craig gets on, we're going to talk more about this, but his job in defending McDavid. And I'm really curious to see what, what Craig has to say about this. And it's going to come up in Craig's segment. Um, you saw after the whistle a few times, you saw during the play a few times, those two giving shots at each other, which kind of surprised me because he's McDavid's the captain and Bukes that played there during the playoff rush last year. So they clearly are teammates. And I would assume they know each other fairly well because you're teammates. It's interesting. Usually you see guys like that, maybe a little more competitive each other, but it's a smile after the whistle. No, there were sticks after the whistle and there were little, jabs and shots so i'm not quite sure where the relationship between bugstead and um Connor mcdavid sits so i'm curious to see what what he can um what craig can bring to us in, in when he comes on yep and then the other coyotes goal scored by clayton keller on the power play his 22nd goal of the season his 50th point and now he has three straight 50 point seasons just 36 points away from once again tying that single season points record um with 27 games to go so you know it'll be it'll be tough can he do it I guess that's yeah, one of the, that's one of those things that we can keep our eye on and stay positive about in this final quarter of the season as well. And I thought he looked good. I, I, I thought Keller looked good. I, and like I said, I think that gave him a rejuvenated little jump in his step playing with with Gunther and um, and Cooley. I, I think that was good for Keller. And I think maybe this is the spark that he needed to get going again. The one Wiley, ag- Wiley agrees. I know, and I know you're giving flowers out, but I got to say, Nick Schmaltz, no shots on goal again, zero. Yeah, the chat. The chat is kind of. Is that forty-eight hours of shots on goal? Schmaltz, right now. For Nick Schmaltz, that's tough. That's a tough look for a guy that's fighting to be on the top on top line, and you've got no shots through two games. Yeah, Wiley Connor. I'm sorry. Can I ask? Yeah, I won't tell you yet. We'll wait. Oh, I mean, you can say whatever. No, I'm babysitting the goddamn dog. Like, where's Heidi? You want to to go to the dentist? Apparently, she went to the dentist at twelve thirty. It is now five. Like, buddy. (laughs) So I kept texting. Where the are you? Two crowns, couple of cats. Like, buddy, oh my get God, home. that sounds miserable. Who had yes. a worse day, Heidi or the dentist? Miserable. She's miserable at the dentist, getting drilled on her head. And I'm the one bitching. Oh well, <laughs> sorry. I had oh boy. So wait, Wiley's going to interrupt. He's ready for dinner. Well, Wiley's barking because he said it's time to reveal for the really? desert dog. It um, is time. And it, spoiler, it's not the post, although the post did make three big saves in the first period. Um, but it's Petey got his wish. Tonight's desert dog is the one and only Nick Bukestad. Two goals, yeah. four shots. Boogie! The boogeyman had my vote early in this one and often in this one. I thought he was outstanding offensively and defensively. And in the faceoff circle, he was 50-50. And for this team, hey, that's a huge win for an Arizona Coyote to go 500 in the faceoff circle. So, Nick said you do have that desert dog. Yes. And you know what? It's so early in the day still. It's Monday. And you yes. know what's Monday? margarita monday at illegal pete's listen for the coyotes i think they could use a little marg right now just head on over to mail right from mullet arena maybe edmonton i'm sure they're flying out right now but maybe 
they can stop at Illegal Pete's on their way out of town. I think that they absolutely should. Illegal Pete's. I mean, Margarita Monday. It doesn't get any better. The Margs at Illegal Pete's, I think, are super underrated. I don't know if they have it at the Tempe location, but at least in Tucson, they have the prickly pear margaritas, which are so freaking good, plus the queso. I know there's been a few diehards in town from Canada who have gone and tried Illegal Pete's for the first time, and so far, everybody has been a huge fan. So swing by Illegal Pete's, plus... If you head to a college basketball game at ASU, win or lose, Illegal Pete's is here to bring you a win with their legendary soundcheck deal. Bring in your ticket stub from any ticketed event and get a draft beer or house margarita for a penny. Illegal Pete's wants to celebrate with you, whether it's a pregame or postgame party with locations in Tucson and Tempe, Arizona. They got you covered on all your game day needs. Must purchase an adult entree to redeem Illegal Pete's soundcheck deal. Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Leah, are you ready for the green flag? Because you know who is? And they're just arriving in Arizona, probably right about now. The Toronto Maple Leafs in Old Town tonight. Their flag is green, 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 green. (laughs) Because they, they have a day off tomorrow before playing the Coyotes on Wednesday, which means tonight is that is the greenest light the Toronto Maple Leafs will ever get in Old Town and Mill Avenue. So keep your eyes open for Austin Matthews in Old Town. And then turn your eyes to the West Valley. The Valley of the Sun will roar to life this spring when NASCAR returns to the Phoenix Raceway March 8th through 10th. The best-in-class fan experience meets racing's toughest drivers for three days of action, all surrounded by the beautiful Australia Mountains. Whether you're a dry, diehard racing fan or simply looking for a fantastic day out, this event promises fun for everyone from live entertainment, fan out areas, and immersive infield experience for the whole family. And Danielle, I want to show the whole family. There he is, my little guy Aww. Jackson, in front of the Casey Kane trailer. Casey Kane was his favorite driver. Unfortunately, Casey had to retire in 2018 with some health issues. So Casey Kane was his favorite driver. Our room was painted red in the Budweiser number nine car. We loved it as a family. And you can too get your tickets to the Shriners Children's 500 at Phoenix Raceway, March 8th through 10th. Promises a weekend of good vibes for the whole family. Get your reserved grandstand tickets now at phoenixraceway.com. Woohoo! Cannot wait for that. Um, and I especially and can't Leah, wait. honestly, if you haven't gone, go. Where I, I want to. Protection. I keep telling everybody, get ear protection. I swear, they're they're. It's easy to get the ear things, not the inner ear plugs. Get the whole over your yeah, ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the one Stop. that babies wear at sporting events. Yes, get those. It's worth it. But you'll have a great time. Okay. Well, he's here, so let's bring him in. It's the one and only Craig S. Morgan. Back at the arena. He's back. Oh, my gosh. He's he's off the IR. Yeah. Craig, look at you. You What's up, guys? Oh, you know, just, I mean, the same old at this point, 10 10 losses in a row. Yeah. It's, it's, It's just hard being in the room. Even asking questions as a reporter, we were just Patrick Brown and I were just talking about this. It's like, what do you ask? It's like Groundhog Day. How do you get out of this? It's the same questions over and over again. I mean, you can dive into the specifics of a game if you want with a player, but really, what's the what's the point of that? I mean, we we all saw what happened in the first few minutes of that third period. It just Edmonton came at them hard. They they kind of wilted. They get they get scoring chances. They put them in the net, and it's over again. And the, the 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 thing that Andre said after the game tonight is just you know I asked him how do you maintain confidence, and he's like, we don't have confidence right now. It's easy to play when you have confidence. There we're so fragile right now as a group that when you have a situation like that early in the third period, you just watch it crumble because 
they lost nine straight coming in and there's just not a belief right now there's not a belief that they can find a way out of this and that's a really tough situation to be in yeah I, I wouldn't know what to ask either. So thank you for going in there, Craig, and doing that. Um, but let's start with the goaltending. We already slightly touched on Matt Vilalta, who, by the way, we need to apologize for saying his name wrong this entire season so far. Matt, I'm so sorry. We will amend how we say your name going forward. Um, you know, tough tough opponent for him in his NHL debut facing McDavid, Drysaddle, and the Oilers. What did you think about his performance tonight? And second part, what's the timeline for Connor Ingram's return uh, to the lineup? Yeah, I mean, look, there was a lot of traffic in front of Matt Belalta tonight. There were deflections. You guys saw how all the change of directions on those goals. Um, so tough to fault a guy in his first start at the same time. I mean, did, did the Coyotes get elite goaltending tonight? No, they didn't. So let's uh, both, both things can be true. Um, it was... I'm sure not the way that Matt Belalto would have liked his NHL debut to have gone. Then again, I'm sure he wouldn't have picked playing against the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid on a back-to-back with less than 24 hours on a travel day either. So, wow. Tough, tough, tough time for him. Yeah, there's nothing on that schedule that you would look at and go, oh, yeah, the Coyotes, this is a winnable game for them. Like they're, they're, they're Ottawa next Friday. It's just terrible. It's just terrible. Come on. Can we Come go on. here right now? Can we go here right now? Yes. I mean, let's let's go on a rant about the NHL for two straight nights because the uh, you know the more I think about that disallowed goal with Alice Kerfoot, the more the, the more I think it's so stupid because there's there's not a single angle that the league had to justify overturning that call. It was just the wrong call. But this game, this game scheduled at two p.m. after a four p.m. start in Colorado, and as we've discussed, the Denver Airport may be the farthest airport from an NHL arena in the league. So that's a crazy travel day, right? To come back and play this game, a 2 p.m. game. So so why did they play a 2 p.m. game? Was it because there's an event here at night? Was it because the Coyotes requested it? No, none of those things. It was for Canadian TV. Did the Coyotes raise red flags about games like this when they came out on the NHL schedule? They sure did. Did anything get done about it? It sure didn't. How do you justify having this game at this time? Because a C- Canadian TV wanted it? No, quite frankly, fuck fuck that this should have been a night game they should have had more time to rest mm-hmm. it's absurd that they had to come home and play this game and then you look at the quality of the two opponents right colorado and edmonton good god this is this is just a, a gross misjudgment on the part of the nhl schedule makers to even allow this to happen yeah but craig it's, it's year after year after year after year after year we, we, yeah like, i remember being in that coach's room and we did with rick talk he was so frustrated with it that we had yep. to do a study and we did study over the past three seasons at that time so it would have probably been 16 through 19 we did studies uh, of the actual schedule on teams when you flew back from the east coast that you had m- more than one day off between games and, and coyotes just don't get it ever like they just no. don't it's it's rick tockett, unusual rick tockett got in trouble because he called me when he wasn't supposed to um, and, and he got in trouble with ownership because he, he just said, like, I, I, I can't I can't sit on this. We, we got to talk about this schedule where we're flying back from the East Coast with one day in between. And then we play yeah. the next day. That doesn't happen to other NHL teams. It happens to the Coyotes consistently. It's just ridiculous. You And you know what? You know, we talked about this forever. I remember having this conversation with Ray Whitney way back when when this was happening to the Coyotes. <laughs> when Ray Whitney was a coyote back in 2012. And his point was, you need an advocate. You need a powerful yeah. voice 
to step yeah. in there and say, this can't happen. Usually that's your governor, your owner. Yes, but your when owner. you're in this situation that the Coyotes are in with everything else that is swirling around this franchise, you just don't get granted much leash. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly it, Craig. And that was the point at the time when Taki did the study. He was told, and not by the league, mind you, but from other people, you need to have a voice in the room. You need to have an advocate at the NHL. You need to have someone from your franchise standing up for you and bitching and complaining and knocking down the door. And that is usually the owner. Well, guess yep. who doesn't have a real good standing at knocking down doors at the NHL right now? Yep. Probably the ownership group of the Arizona Coyotes. So you're right. This is just the way it is. This is the way it's going to be until there's a new arena and they're out of mullet and they're in good standing. Then you can see maybe some of these things start changing. Until then, this is yep. it. Yeah. Yeah, and you can like they put a brave face on it too, right? Well, you can't make excuses. You gotta like you you admire the coaches and the players for saying all that, but let's just look at reality here. This is just a ridiculous situation that shouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely should not. And I tweeted about loving the 2 p.m. on a weekday game, but not in relation to coming off of a 4 p.m. in another city the day before. Um, but I'm all for 2 p.m. games like on Amen. a weekday. Are you kidding me? Like, that was great. It was like baseball, daytime baseball. I loved it. So, uh, Petey and I have been lobbying for 9 a.m. games, but nobody seems to be listening. Yeah, nobody's hey, waiting on that. There's yeah. a few 11, there's an 11 a.m. game on a Sunday coming up here. <laughs> so, buckle up, everyone. Oh, man. Um, what were you going to say? Yeah, you asked about uh, Connor Ingram. And look, he, they said last Wednesday when he went out seven to 10 days, it sounds like he's still on that timeline. So, the way I look at this is, after the Toronto game, which obviously Corel Vanelka is going to start that game, you get to the weekend. You don't play again until Sunday in Winnipeg, I believe. Um, to me, like it, it's going to be tight, but you got to take Connor Ingram on that trip. You got to send Matt Belalta back to Tucson because they need him, and you don't want to ruin this guy's confidence being around this right now. But Tucson really needs him to. Be, he's been their All Star all season long. You, you don't want him being this in this for too long. It can wreck a guy's confidence. So send him back down. Take Connor Ingram with you on the trip. Melka starts that game in Winnipeg, maybe even starts the next game if you need more time, and then you've got that back-to-back -back later in the week. That's when Connor Ingram can return. That's how I see it playing out. I don't know that for certain, but that that's really what needs to happen for this team right now. Did you have a injury update on Troy Stetcher as well? Yeah, unfortunately, he's had a little bit of a setback uh, with a bursa no. sack, so he's. I don't think he's going to be on the original four to six week timeline. I think we're right at four weeks. So it sounds like it's going to be even longer before Troy Stetcher comes back into the lineup. That's too bad. I had an opportunity to talk to him a couple of days ago and he was really hopeful that things were on track and he's moving forward. He's excited to get back and help, but he said, you, you can't rush it back in. You got to make sure you're healthy. So too bad. They could, I think they could really use some, some fresh bodies in there right now. Yeah, without a doubt. Oi. Well, another oi subject is the crowd inside mullet today. Uh, there's a lot of comments in the chat right now talking about how frustrating that crowd was today. A good chunk of them. Edmonton Oiler fans, Craig, you were there in the building. We could hear it on TV. You could hear the let's go Oilers chants, the cheering. Um, but oh boy, that was eek. Did we open a, a bureau in, uh, are we calling it like EDMN or something in, in Edmonton? And they had a takeover tonight because wow it was a sea of oiler jerseys they did okay i'm gonna throw a little shade at oilers fans here because they did the wave and we know i'm not a fan of the wave i don't like the wave Ugh. and when when they did the wave 
the vast majority of this arena moved. There were a lot of Oilers fans here tonight. It was yeah, crazy. the problem. Here's the deal. You want to stop that? Win. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Yep. And, and and if True. they want to come to the arena, if they want to come to the arena and support their other team, then beat them. And, and oh, you're going to come in our building and do that, and then that will over time you'll see more um, of the the black and kachinas if you just win. And I think that's the only way that's ever gets solved. And it's been a problem here, Craig, since the first day this team moved. This is a transient city. This is people from the Midwest, from Canada. They live here. They travel here. It's easier to get to games in Arizona than it is in Canada and a lot of these markets. So just get used to it. It's fine, but just beat them, and then you don't have to worry about it. So on Wednesday against Toronto, just win. I don't care if it's if it's 4,876 Toronto Maple Leafs fans, but if you beat them, who the hell cares? So the, the only thing you can say to that is win. And, and unfortunately, right now, this team isn't winning. And the more they win, and the more they win, and they get the new building and they win, guess what? There's going to be more Kachina jerseys. It's just a fact of life in the desert. By the way, they just want to come here. Did you guys go outside today? Well, Pimar in the chat said, Canadian fans love hockey in Arizona. They're just in denial. So the reason there's so many snowbirds here, let me let me just pull up the weather app, okay? Do you know what the temperature is in Edmonton right now? I do not. Oof. 29 degrees. The low is 13 degrees. This is Fahrenheit. The temperature in Phoenix right now, 74. The high today was 76. <laughs> I'm so, it was so cold today. It was 55 and I was like freezing. And by the way, all these assholes say, move the team out of Arizona, blah, blah, blah. Okay, snowbirds, what are yeah. you going to do when you come here in the winter exactly. then? How are you going to see your precious Edmonton Oilers and your precious Toronto Maple Leafs if the Coyotes don't play here? So think about you, that. You can only play so much pickleball. So you better all have in my neighborhood, apparently. I can't. I can't. I can't talk relocation on this show because as Leah pointed out on the last show, this is the O Canada run for the Coyotes. They're playing nonstop Canadian teams. I even wrote about it in the newsletter that's coming out, I think, at 6 p.m. tonight. Um, I was on two Edmonton radio stations today, guys. Guess what they wanted to talk about? The um, arena. No, they wanted to talk about um, Clayton Keller. Matt Vidalta? <laughs> so Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, it's all coming. I, I know I'm going to get more requests and everybody's going to ask the same thing. But you know what I think about more than that? And I'm not on this trip. I think about the four players and coaches having to field those questions because you know it's coming. You know it's coming, especially like when they get to Montreal and Toronto, you know they're going to get hammered with arena questions, existential questions. Like what's a player or coach going to even say? Like, But it's coming nonetheless. They're going to be overwhelmed and I, I feel badly for them. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is too bad. And just there's only one way to solve it. Yep. Yep. Get it done. Well, we don't need to talk more about that today. But nope. Craig, speaking of Toronto coming to town, you had the chance to catch up with a few people in the Maple Leafs organization. Yeah, and I, I won't give too much of that away. Um, P, this will surprise you that I, I got on the phone with Shane Doan and the call lasted over an hour. Um, but you got on on time like you actually had the call now? No, it wasn't on time either. It was, oh. it, was a, it was a few days late. But I also talked to Brad Tree Living. Um, the story is their relationship, their friendship. That's what I wanted to write about because I love the fact that these two guys are playing together. These are two guys that were here during the glory years. You were here as well, Petey. Back when they were making the runs, Tree was a big part of that, uh, just an invaluable part of Don Maloney's staff. Shane obviously was invaluable in a million different ways, and that's when they, the friendship was born, and it's, it's just – 
developed and grown ever since then. So I got a chance to chat with both of them about that. Really excited to uh, sit down and actually craft that story tomorrow. I'm going to tell you what, he was a guy, that, uh, he's one of the best people I've ever worked with in hockey, Brad I, I, Yeah, He is outstanding. And I was still, I mean, I've been in the league a little bit, but I was still finding my way. You could go to Brad for, with literally anything, your frustrations, your ideas, your thoughts, your help. And he, his door was honestly always open and he did it with a smile. And I I can't say enough good things about Brad for living. And, and I, I hope he has some success there in Toronto. I, unfortunately, I just don't think it's this year. Yeah, it, it's sense of humor too, right? Like Shane brought this up, and as soon as he said it, I was like, "Yep, that's, that's it exactly." Brad had this ability, like you could be in the, you can be in the throes of it, right? And you, you're in one, as they say, just going through something really tough. And he's talking, 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 and all of a sudden, he just lightens the room by by cracking a joke. And he has he has such an underrated sense of humor. I can't tell you how many times he had me just almost in tears laughing. Um, we talked about all of that as well. Uh, so, and like like you said, Petey, it's funny. You, we, we we give the Maple Leafs a lot of crap, and we're fully expecting the Coyotes to beat them on Wednesday and, and break the streak because they own the Maple Leafs. We all know that. But with Brad there, with Shane there, with Austin Matthews there, with Maddie Nyes there, it's hard not to root for those guys. You know, look, I I have said this forever and ever. I think it's really good when the Toronto, I think it's good for the game. I think it's good for the league when the Toronto Maple Leafs are good. And I think it would be a fantastic story if this team finally ended that ridiculously long cup drought. I agree. Yeah, absolutely Keep agree. Waiting. Well, well, Craig, I'm looking forward to reading that article. Of course, everybody check it out. Go phnx.com where you can find all of Craig's work. Anything else before we let you go? No. Nah. Just hoping we don't have to cover the same sort of atmosphere on Wednesday. Yep. All right, Craig. Well, we will see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. on our show with Pete Blackburn from What Chaos. So looking forward to it. All right, guys. See you tomorrow. All right. See ya. And while you're at it, it's time to get your wallets out and use the official sportsbook app of PHNX. It's time to use your BetMGM Sportsbook bat. The app because you when you bet five dollars you get one hundred fifty dollars instantly. It was another great day for me on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. It, I tell you what, this hockey weekend has been outstanding because I have skin in the game. Hockey, basketball, get more skin in the game. U of A, follow the U of A basketball team as they get ready to march through March Madness. And, and notice how just extended their coach today and hired a new athletic director today. And notice I just said U of A basketball. Yeah, because you and I are the Wildcats here and we don't have to cater to Next ASU weekend. people. But they won't be marching through madness. Unless they're in the band, then maybe at a parade or something. Sports are more fun when you have skin in the game and it's easy to do. You just sign up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application for at least $5. You'll receive $150 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Promo code 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877 hope and y or text hope and y 467 Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-91-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. I know it's been bad vibes lately um, with this team, but we're going to bring the good vibes this Sunday. February 25th. If you are a diehard, not even a diehard, if you're just a Coyotes fan and you live here locally, we have two events this Sunday, but they're all kind of in one. So the first thing we're going to do, 2 p.m. on Sunday, okay? We are going to enjoy 
this beautiful weather and we are going to go for a walk at hole in the rock at papago park at 2 p.m it is a 10 minute walk it is very easy walking and talking shoot the breeze with me pd and craig it's gonna be so much fun and then after that we're gonna go five minutes down the road to four peaks at 4 p.m to watch the arizona coyotes play the winnipeg jet so we're going to do a watch party all there together. PD's bringing his whiteboard. We're going to watch the game, win or lose. And for at least the first two periods, the three of us will have to jet, no pun intended, after the second period. Uh, yeah. But we hope everybody comes out. It's a completely free event to come to. So we hope to see everyone there because it feels like it's been a long time since we hung out with the PHNX Coyotes diehards. So hey, just make sure it's free to get in. Like you still worried, but Leah's not buying all the beer. I, yeah, I, I, free to like free to go on the walk, free to in, get into yeah. Four Peaks. Yeah, yes, yeah. you got to buy your own chicken tendies at the, at the watch party. But but, but it, I, if you want to watch, if you haven't had a chance to watch hockey with me, it's different. I get I get into it a little bit. Not into it. I don't think it like it, Flex gets into basketball. Like Flex gets into it. Like buddy, he's into it. I don't get like that. Like I I just I just want people to see what I'm seeing. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Four Peaks. I'm I'm all about it. I'm kilt lifting. And maybe I'll wow because we'll just have a walk. daytime. It'll be daytime. daytime. Maybe yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The peach. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Join us. Wear your PHNX gear. Grab it. Order it now. PHNXlocker.com. If you're a diehard, you get 20% off on that gear, of course, and access to our Discord, access to diehard only content on the site and weekly diehard only content that we're delivering every single week. So become a diehard today. Peter? Can I have a story oh. that I can tell? Yes, of course. I, I know we're, we're, we're time, time's a crunch. I, I want to tell an interesting story that just happened today. Um, but but, but, but to, to set the stage, I have to go back nearly 50 years. My dad played college hockey at the University of North Dakota. It's the same university I attended. I also played hockey there. But my dad's roommate was a guy named Reg Morelli. Okay? And this is way back. Like, we're talking 50s. Back in the that's 70 years. Oh, shit, that was a long time ago. My dad's roommate, you can follow me, Leah? His roommate was Reg Morelli. Okay. My dad, Peters Morelli. I go to the University of North Dakota, late 90s. Who's my roommate? Matt Morelli. My dad and his dad were roommates. Now we're roommates in college. True story, same was it, call. Was that a coincidence? Well, they, we all were on the hockey team, so we decided to live together. I oh. knew him because my dad and he were friends. And so then we lived together. So we were roommates. Today, today, his son, Mason, played in his first NHL hockey game for the Vegas Golden Knights and Mason Morelli got a goal and an assist in his first NHL game for the Vegas Golden Knights. So I want a huge shout out to my former college roommate and my dad's former college grandpa roommate. I don't know how it all works out, but congratulations to Mason Morelli and Matt Morelli. I'm so proud of you that you get to see your son in the National Hockey League. That's fantastic and, and great job for Mason Morelli. I know we're a Coyotes podcast, but a huge shout out to Mason Morelli on the Vegas Golden Knights. Thank you for letting me share that. That's a great story. Congrats. I saw that. It's so funny. I didn't even know who he was, but I saw a Vegas tweet that he did his rookie lap. Yep. Like, oh, his first game. He's 28 years old. He stuck it out in the American League for a very, very long East Coast League. He's a, a mucker and grinder, and people just love him. So I'm, I'm super, super happy for him. And I just watched the clip, and, and it's a great goal. So I'm going to send notes to his dad after. That's awesome. Cool. Sorry, I didn't mean to distract from, from all of this positive coyote energy that we've been building up on all day. 
Uh, well, let's keep the good times rolling and take a look at the upcoming schedule. Oh, Woohoo! After Craig just ranted about the schedule um, for five straight minutes, Toronto coming to town. How do we go from a 4 p.m. game, a 2 p.m. game to an 8 p.m. game? That is just tragic. Uh, right. At least Leafs, it's a Yeah. Leafs on Wednesday, 8 p.m. at home before the Coyotes have three days off and then hit the road for the Canada plus more trip Winnipeg on Sunday, Montreal on Tuesday, Toronto again the next Thursday, oh, and awful. Ottawa on Friday. Do you know how bad that is? Like you were getting on. First of all, Mike, congratulations to the Titans that you blew winning the tournament in LA this weekend. That's awesome. Go Arizona teams. Um, but can you imagine this week in Arizona weather? We've already talked about how wonderful it is. Just wonderful. And you're getting on a plane this weekend to go to, to, to Winnipeg to start the trip and you're ending in, in Ottawa, guess where the weather's not going to be as nice. I, I, I mean, I don't even know what the Winnipeg forecast is. I didn't even have to look because it'll be better here. Oh, and, and it, you know what? It's really, really hard to do. It's hard to get up for a hockey game there against a team that's playing really well. Um, this road trip is going to be really tough. I am very concerned because the, we've already seen the effort and the wheels fall off of this team. If you imagine doing it on the road against teams that are for the most part, I mean, Montreal and Ottawa are the ones yeah, that you look at as true. the winnable games. It's just unfortunate that they have to start with Winnipeg. Like you almost wish they could start with Montreal and Ottawa or Ottawa yeah. and give themselves a better chance. I mean, who knows? Like, honestly, this team can fluke beat anyone um, and then somehow lose to the, the worst teams. Um, but if they could start it off and just even get one win, because like Craig said that Andre said, they have no confidence. So yeah. like confidence, despite what, is out there it's not from the inside out it's honestly from the outside in and you have to have things happen that help you build confidence and like yeah maybe the return of Connor ingram maybe that'll do it maybe if he plays on this trip maybe that'll but maybe that'll spark it i don't know you're right leah this team is just now they're so fragile they're just waiting to find things to lose and that they're they just if one little bit of adversity comes, then it just caves in. And you saw that tonight in the third period where one goes in and now it's three. And it just it's so fragile in there when you when things are not going well, it is hard to dig out of it, man. It is hard. And, and it doesn't leave you when you leave the rink. You go home and it's there. You go with your family. It's there. Like it is hard. It's just a cloud over you. And maybe being on the road may help them. It might. So so let's hope that it does, because this is a really difficult road trip. And I know there's teams on there that are winnable. But this is a tough road trip this time of year in that kind of weather. It's tough. And, and I don't know if, if they're going to be able to get out of this yet. The only bright hope is they play Toronto twice and they're 18, 8, and 2 in Toronto in their last 28, which is if you're keeping your math, that's 10 games above 500 against that team since the year 2000. So I, I think there's a chance. But, but you watch them today? <sighs> Yeah, you watch the Toronto Maple Leafs play today, man, and and you watch Nyes and Matthews and and Marner play. That, that's a really good hockey team. I, I and you like literally I said, watched them today. I did literally watch them today. So here's the hope, and I said this before because I I, the, I was working a different job earlier today, and we happen to have microphones inside the locker room, and I heard their coach say, "We're heading to Arizona, and we're going to get the day off tomorrow." So. As I said before, they're not hitting the ice again until game day morning for a morning skate. That puts them on even footing. Having said that, Edmonton did the same thing. Having said that, who did they play before Edmonton? I already forgot who they lost to then. That team did that too. So this is three teams in a row that are having their rookie party. So it has a Carolina. Carolina. Carolina did their rookie party too. So we'll see. 
Oy. Well, at this point, we're not looking for victories. We're looking for moral victories. Um, yes. and let's give everybody one right now. Let's I'm ready. look at the upside down standings. Um, so the Coyotes jump over. Turn the standings upside down, okay? They jump over Buffalo and Montreal. They're still six worse. Now just Ottawa is ahead. They're, there's a four-point difference there. Ooh, so they Columbus, can catch that over the weekend. Columbus is a six-point difference, and even Anaheim is an eight-point difference. So all of those are in sights. Wow. That's impressive. Um, you know and what I th- that means? What does that mean? It's time <laughs> for the tankathon. Everybody in the chat, get out your tankathons. Share Everybody what you tank-a-thon. did. I had a good one yesterday. PD had a bad one. Let's see. PD. I did have a bad one. Here we are at tankathon.com slash NHL. The Coyotes sit in sixth, and they drop. They drop. Ah, oh, oh, I'm going to do one, too, just because it's been better when I've been doing it somehow. It is better when you do it. Um, okay. I got Coyote stay at six. Hey, it's better. But we're honestly, if you catch a couple more teams, the reality of, can you imagine? Imagine if you will. And if, if anybody knows where that started, the CWP, imagine if you will. Like Leah doesn't know that because she's, she's not 30 yet. But when she's, anybody, anybody, imagine if you will. Okay. Um, but imagine after the season they had in January, they're in a playoff spot in January. And they were solidly in a playoff spot in January, almost to the all-star break. And somehow they creep into the top three and get an unbelievable draft pick, potentially number one, and get Macklin Salbrina after playing five months of meaningful hockey. Oh, my God. Yeah, sign me up. Play five months of meaningful hockey and then get Macklin Celebrini in the end after dropping to third to last. Why not? Yeah, what a season at that Spin point. Spin the wheel. Spin um, the wheel. And just so everybody knows the stats, so currently in sixth last, the Coyotes have a 7.5% chance of picking first, 7.7% chance of picking second, 02 to pick third, can't pick fourth or fifth, 34.1% to pick sixth, 41.4% to pick seventh, and 9.1% to pick eighth. But at this point, they can't pick any lower than eighth. So it would still be a top 10 pick. James got Arizona second. I think someone else got Arizona seventh. Charles did Altex eighth. Oh my God. Nicholas seventh. Okay. So not our best day as far as tankathon is concerned but that's okay it just takes one it just takes one and it's not that it's not ours that matter by the way cwp you nailed it with the twilight zone thank you for, for filling in for for an old timer like me but you're right they just have to do it once and it doesn't have to be us that does it once it's got to be whoever represents Kyrie in that room when the ball is dropped and by the way and by the way this this conversation we're having right now this is our bread and butter this is ph next coyotes for two straight years are you at our best are you kidding me draft picks lottery more like here we go let's go don't let us cook (laughs) exactly upside down here we come stranger things (laughs) <laughs> all right and let's take a look at the punch card because it's shocking it gets more and more shocking every single day we just um, did this yesterday leah i like, know I God, these shows seem like they rolled right into each other i Sorry. know well because it was Mike daytime yesterday too That's look at that unbelievable okay That's but unreal. first of all look at the first game of each line each five row. weeks in a row five times in a row 
<laughs> there's not a lot of green there in the last couple of weeks. Man, that's that's tough. We'll that's always fall out of a playoff spot. We'll always have games twenty through twenty-four. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's tragic. It's amazing. It is amazing how bad that is. And somebody just said, did you see blatantly? My heart cries for PHLY, who's already through their rebuild. Yeah, their rebuild lasts like two weeks. Yeah, so and CHGO existed for five minutes and then won the draft lottery and got yeah. Bedard. Yeah, we, buddy, we've been doing this. DNVR won years. a Stanley Cup. They won a Stanley Cup. One won the draft lottery, and Philly's going to the playoffs. How are we doing, PHMX? Let's go, Yotes. <laughs> Do you see what that says? I can't. Hang okay. On. So if you're listening on audio, there's a little leave a like button, which you should do, by the way, of the Moment Magician. Gotcha. And and the Moment Magician wrote, Can you read it? Issa, anybody a hiring? Issa, <laughs> anybody a hiring? I think oh, you sound just like sound. him. Yeah, I imitate him. I, I, I work on that now. Is anybody a hiring? But he, he hasn't done magic for, I don't know. It's please, please, somebody help him. They need to win on Wednesday. Just, I mean, we need to see a trick for God's sakes. They're in the can. Let's go. Hey, honestly, I, uh, it's been so goddamn long. I forgot he existed. <laughs> <laughs> I Poor swear guy. I did. I, I forgot he existed. Let's. They need to win Wednesday because if if they don't win Wednesday, it's two more then, weeks. Then they're on the road. <laughs> Jesus. Long. Christ, that's unbelievable. Let's go. I want to wow. see some magic on Wednesday. I think that's, I don't care. I want to see some Matthews mullet magic uh, on Wednesday. So let's go. <laughs> I agree. I like the vibe in here. Oh, it's good. No, see, it's, we're all positive and happy. We're, we're laughing. We're having fun. Yeah. Um, well, Kira, if you're still here in the chat with your uh, gaslight on, I hope you made a stop at Circle K at some point. I actually went to Circle K yesterday, got myself some savings on gas because I am part of the inner circle and everybody here should be too. Why? Because it's completely free. Literally, you download the app, you sign up, like you don't have to pay, you just sign up and boom. 25 cents per gallon off your first five Phillips. And all you have to do when you're at the pump is it asks you for your phone number. You put in your phone number and it says, here's your 25 cents. Like it just knows. So join the inner circle. Cause not only can you save on gas, you can save on snacks, drinks. They're always giving stuff away. Join the inner circle for free again, by downloading the circle K app today, terms and conditions apply at participating locations, visit circlek.com for details. And then get in on the Arizona Lottery's new ticket promotion called Arizona Adventure. Three ways to win. One, buy the tickets with three iconic landscapes. Two, check in at a geolocated adventure. Which is what we're doing on Sunday. And you can check one of those off diehards next week for a special walking and talking. And I'll not only walk and talk, but you can also check in at one of the destinations on their geolocated adventures. Or the third way. Enter your ticket online for a chance to win a million dollars in cash and Arizona travel prizes. The Arizona Lottery is not just about playing games and winning prizes. It is also about giving back to the state and its communities. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure for a chance to win a million dollars in cash and Arizona travel prizes. I can't wait. I'm going to check in on Sunday at the Hole yep. in the Rock at Papco Park. Can't wait. I'm going to check in. Ways to win. Show everybody how to do it if you've never done it. Uh, it's super yep. easy, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So can't wait to see everybody on Sunday. PD. Are we going to stretch first? That's very we, important. We can lead a group stretch. Copy that. Um, okay. Final thoughts on this game. Was there any part of this game that we didn't talk about that you want to touch on before we wrap I, up? You know, I, I want to say the game's 60 minutes long. Uh, I'm going to give the Coyotes an A for over 
probably 35 minutes of this game. I thought that that they had jump. I thought several of the lines skated and moved quickly. And I thought for moments in this game, moments, not the complete game, so don't get excited. For moments in the game, they were the faster team. I thought they controlled the game at times offensively, and I thought they held the puck in the offensive zone for extended periods of times more than they have over the last two weeks, and that's a positive. They still need to find a way to play 60 minutes like that. They still need to play mistake-free, and they still need to defend better from the blue line in. But I think there were some positive strides today. Hopefully they can build on that because they're going to need everybody, all hands on deck. Everybody has to show up for the full 60 minutes on Wednesday, or this could get ugly with one of the most offensive teams in the league. And Matthews is on pace for 70 this year. So they better be better in the defensive zone or they're in huge trouble. This team is way too good, way too active. And when I mean active, it's their movement inside from the blue line down. If they do that against the Sky teams and they don't defend better, this is going to get out of hand before it even starts. Absolutely. So uh, everybody put good vibes out there for the Coyotes to keep the the winning streak alive against the Toronto Maple Leafs on Wednesday. But before then, we'll be live tomorrow, Tuesday at 2 p.m. on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel with Pete Blackburn from What Chaos to talk about some of the notes from around the league as well as preview the Toronto Maple Leafs matchup. So tune in then. And if you're listening on audio, be sure to hit the little five-star button wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss our weekly audio only episodes but also all live shows on youtube are also audio and five out of six of our audio shows are also on youtube so make sure you subscribe to the phnx sports youtube channel not only so you don't miss when we go live so you don't miss all of the extra content on there as well but you can follow each of us on Twitter at S. Peters Hockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Abrica Danielle. Follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. This is an ideal night for Petey because it is 5.37 p.m. and he is done for the day. So, Perfect time for senior dinner. Let's go. There you go. Um, enjoy the rest of your Monday evening, everybody. Hit the thumbs up on this video before you head out and we will see you all on Tuesday.